Well, I'm speaking with KVMR's resident economist, Gary Zimmerman. And Gary, there seems to be a lot to talk about today. The Fed met today. I'm curious as to what happened. And there is a new forecast for the global economy. And then there's President Biden's proposal for the relief package as well. So let's get started. Now it's your turn. Well, Paul, thank you. Uh, and thank you for all of your years as news director at KVMR. Uh, you know, you do realize that we've now done over 80 of these Q&As over the past several years. So impressive. And thanks again. Well, Gary, I have to say that people think I'm such an expert on economics that maybe my next career that I go into. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Paul. <laughs> we could use you. <laughs> as long as you can be my advisor. I'll try. <laughs> so anyway, how do things look? Well, the Fed policymakers met today uh, to talk about and make a decision on interest rates and monetary policy. They did not make any changes. Um, the short-term overnight interbank federal funds target interest rate. Now, that's a mouthful. That's the interest rate that drives the short-term market interest rates was left at zero to a quarter of a percent um, or, or nearly zero. So that did not change. The Fed will keep buying $120 billion in bonds every month uh, to put, you know, accom continue accommodative uh, financial market conditions. So there's no change there as well. I, I think um, in his press conference today, Fed Chair Powell basically said that policy, uh, the policy, re policy response is just right. So that was my next question. Um... Uh, did the Fed chair, Chairman Jay Powell make any major announcements uh, in his press conference today? No, not really. Um, you know, my take on the press conference is that you know he's still very concerned about the course of the economy. He'll leave the uh, need for additional financial uh, fiscal policy support to to Congress and the administration as they're trying to work that out now. Uh, but he's well aware of the the help to the economy from the policy support that has been <laughs> allocated in the past. And he's also well aware of the many risks facing the U.S. economy as COVID-19 the, hurts the nation and the economy. And uh, he's worried about that in the months ahead. So, um, you know, he did talk about the nine, we're nine to 10 million jobs short of maximum employment. Um, you know, that's important. And he mentioned that the unemployment rate would probably be about 10% if you included all of the roughly 5 million workers who've left the labor force as a result of the COVID-19 recession. So, you know, lots, lots of issues uh, to be faced ahead. So, uh, Gary, uh, in uh, mid-January, we we had a chat about the several different economic forecasts that pro that would have been projected for the U.S. economy, growing at a faster-than-average pace this year. But it also showed that the U.S. economy still has not recovered from the losses of the COVID-19 recession. Why should we be concerned about the global forecast? Okay, so why should we be concerned concerned about a global fast forecast in addition to the U.S. forecast? Well, um, you know, forecasting is a challenge, and um, the global forecast is important because we're a big part of that world economy, and uh, you know, the global pandemic has had serious impacts on our economy, our workers, and businesses, and 
not to mention the you know the rest of the world as well and so you know why why is the global or world economic forecast important to us you know several you know, issues come into mind. You know, the world economies and financial systems today are well connected. So a weak global economy affects all of us. And, you know, trade in goods and services with other nations are, you know, important part of the world economy and a big chunk of our economy as well. I mean, a couple trillion dollars in exports every year is, is a lot. Um, so big picture, you know, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> important. So in, in your opinion, the uh, big picture, uh, when it includes a global economy, that really helps. Yes, big picture. You know, the global forecast is important to the U.S. Um, when the global economy is growing faster, the world is experiencing stronger income growth and the U.S. economy is likely to experience an increase in exports of goods and services. And at, that adds to our GDP growth, the strength of our economy and how fast it grows as well. So it's important. So so uh, let's talk about the International Monetary Fund or the IMF. Um, that was also released this week, and they they're forecasting for the global economy in 2021. Are, are they asked, are they seeing faster or slower growth or recession or recovery? But what does it look like according to them? Well, the IMF uh, International Monetary Fund is projecting a 2021 recovery with with fast growth. Their January global forecast that just came out this week uh, was upgraded slightly from their forecast in October 2020. You know, and, and it's important they're they're noting that the 2020 growth for the is actually the economy shrunk will have shrunk about three and a half percent in 2020. That's the worst world economic performance since the Great Depression of the 1930s. That's bad news for the world. That's bad news for us as well. Um, the 2021 outlook is more optimistic. The IMF sees faster global growth and increase in GDP of about five and a half percent at an annual rate. So that's that's good news. And they are partially driven by supported by growth in trade and, and exports around the world. So it's basically good news. It looks like the uh, their forecast has a recovery in 2021 from the serious world 2020 recession. Okay, so what would be a good estimate of the average global GDP growth rate over the last five or 10 years? I mean, is it faster or slower than the 5.5% growth rate that the IMF is forecasting for 2021? Okay. Oh, good question, Paul. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have an exact number on that. But between 2011 and 2019, between the financial crisis and Great Recession and the COVID recession in 2020, um, the global economy generally grew at around 3% a year. So the 2021 IMF forecast of 5.5% growth this year is, is much faster. Um, you know, historically, you get faster growth years as the economy rebounds from recessions, you know, and that's, I think, what we're seeing, you know, globally as well as in the U.S. today. So um, any prediction also uh, perhaps has uh, risks associated to it. So what are the risks of the associated with the with their 2021 forecast? I mean, are they about normal or anything unusual about them? <laughs> Great follow-up question, Paul. Yeah, risks. All forecasts have risks. Um, this year, um, I think Chair Powell in his press conference today uh, described the risks as considerable risks. Um, you know, so I think it's you know also clear that the IMF and some private forecasters as well as well have 
basically described the 2021 global forecast as exceptionally uncertain. Uh, why is that? Um, in a word, I'd say COVID-19 or, or pandemic. So, you know, there are just huge amounts of risks associated there with, you know, will there be more COVID, you know, infections in 2021? Will there be more lockdowns? You know, will there be emergence of more difficult or easier to spread strains of COVID? Will there be, uh, you know, problems distributing the vaccines? Um, you know, there's lots of questions that go into the forecast and you know the fed as chair powell noted in his comments today you know is looking at the downside risk and trying to get a range of possibilities when they're you know projecting what's going on in the economy um i think it is important you know if, if all goes well you know the economy you know rebounds covid you know comes under control you know we'll see an increase in output an increase in jobs an increase in income increase in demand and sales and you know improved business you know situation for for the economy that that's really important i think it was interesting that chair powell noted today that the Fed wasn't going to take any action to take away support until they see improvement in the data and the real economy. They're not going to just look for an outlook that says things are getting better before they uh, take away some support. They're, they're, not, they're going to wait until it's real. Okay, Gary, so doesn't the IMF also forecast U.S.'s GDP as part of their global forecast? So what did they forecast for the U.S. in 20? 21. I mean, do they see it growing faster or slower than the worldwide forecast? Yes, the IMF obviously has to do a U.S. forecast as well, since we're the largest global economy. Uh, so it's an important part of the estimating world growth. Um, the U.S. forecast is a little slower than the 5.5% global forecast. So the I, and that's, you know, not surprising. The world economy has typically grown at about 1% a year faster than the U.S. in recent years. Um, so still the U.S. forecast that the IMS, uh, IMF has put out is, you know, on the optimistic side, projecting a strong recovery for the U.S. with an annual growth rate of about 5.1 percent. You know, that's on the high side for the recent U.S. forecasts. Um, you know, the consensus of forecasts in the last couple of months have been closer to 4 percent 2021 growth. So, uh, but, you know, they also, this is a more recent forecast and probably incorporates better information and expectations on, on the impact, the positive impacts from the vaccine, which would be, a, you know, a good, good news, a good shock. Um, so, and again, faster growth means more jobs, more income, more demand, more spending. And, and we clearly need that to climb out of the COVID-19 recession hole that the economy is still in. So one more question, Gary. Um, because we're just about out of time, but this is kind of important. Um, what is your opinion of President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package for the economy? Will it help or too small, too big, or just right? Or what's your view on it? <laughs> that sounds a little bit like Goldilocks. I'm probably going to fall into the just right in the right ballpark category. Um, you know, the big question is the pandemic, how much damage it did to the economy in 2020 and how we recovered from that and how much damage is it doing right now, you know, and how far are we from a full recovery? I mean, we're just, I think we're still a long way from being recovered. Um, and again, right now we're still in the throes of a, you know, a surge in the pandemic that will hurt the economy again, although maybe not as much as it did in, in 2020. Um, you know, so the economy needs 
trillion dollars in help from the federal government and needs it now. I think some of my reasons for that would be we lost over 20 million jobs in 2020, only added about 10 million back. It means we still have about 10 million fewer jobs. Um, we're looking at you know five million workers who've permanently left the labor force, um, and you know that's not showing up in that 6.7 percent headline unemployment rate we're seeing. Job losses, we saw 400,000 jobs lost in December. It's a huge number. Um, yes, the economy is slowing, um, at least in short run. Um, and we've seen sizable increases in the unemployment insurance claims. You know, they're closing in on a million a week. That's a very high number, you know, double what we saw in past recessions. So, you know, businesses are hurt. Um, they're at risk of closing or bankruptcy. Renters and homeowners are behind on rent and mortgages. Landlords and lenders are not getting paid or repaid. You know, state and local government layoffs and budget problems are, are huge. You know, we've had long lines, you know, food banks. So, you know, I think, I think the economy needs relief and it needs it now uh, before the job and income losses, you know, slow consumer spending and the recovery and lead to worsening business conditions, more bankruptcies, more business failures, more foreclosures, evictions, more job losses. And, and the longer workers are out of work, they tend to sort of lose their skills and, and find it much more difficult to get back into the labor force or, or to get you know, returned to the, at, to the labor force at a, at a comparable wage. So we wanna make sure that this action is taken before the slowing that we're seeing right now becomes a, a downward spiral. Um, so I think most economists are very supportive of the need for a large relief package now, and that you know, would range from the new Secretary of the Treasury, my old boss Janet Yellen, for the administration, to you know former Trump um, economist, chief economist Kevin Hastert. Um, so my economist recommendation is yes, now and and go large. And you know, on that note, finally, uh, <laughs> thanks again, Paul, for all your work as <laughs> KVMR <laughs> news director over these years. Well, thank you, Gary. And by the way, I'm, I am going to be doing some things here and there and interviewing you every two weeks is going to be one of the things I'm going to keep doing. So thank you so much for your contribution. Thank, thank you, Paul. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance. Mm -hmm.